This is Triple H, uh, 100.1 FM. Good afternoon and welcome to Rotary Matters. My name's Ian Stewart and it's really good to be with you on this beautiful, sunny, uh, late winter day. Now, the idea of this programme, Rotary Matters, is to put the spotlight onto some of the many worthy causes, the projects and the people who make up Rotary. Now, today we're going to be looking at a new way of being a Rotarian, a way that resonates with many in the community who want to serve, to do good work, to make a difference and contribute to society. And, you know, while the traditional Rotary Club model does all of this, it doesn't always work for people with time pressure, work and family commitments. I think you will enjoy the conversation we'll soon be hearing, which I had yesterday with Greg Newling from the Rotary Club of Kuringai. Look, uh, firstly, a bit of background. Uh, Rotary Clubs have been going for over 100 years, founded in the USA. They grew quickly all over the world. Now, originally, the membership was confined to men only, with one member representing each profession. One doctor, one lawyer, one dentist, one engineer, one school principal, and so on. Now, this worked very well for many years. Club members would meet, usually for lunch or dinner once a week. They enjoyed the social and business connection, and they took part in raising funds to tackle a wide variety of causes. And over the years, millions of dollars were raised to promote peace, to solve major health issues like polio and malaria, to educate children in third world countries, to deal with child and maternal health problems, to train people in sustainable agriculture, and to provide disaster relief in the face of natural disaster. And that's only part of the story. But, you know, the traditional way of being a Rotarian doesn't always appeal uh, to people with limited time. They want to serve and to make a difference, but to do it in a way that suits their availability, their skills, and underlying desire to provide service above self. Now, on Sydney's Upper North Shore, a new format has begun. It's called the Karingai Rotary Community Network. And I spoke yesterday on Zoom to find out what it's all about with the, the man, the chief driver of this initiative fr- from Karingai Rotary Club, Mr. Uh, Greg Newling. So, Greg Newling, uh, wonderful to have you on uh, Rotary Matters today to talk with us about an, an innovation that you have introduced within uh, Karingai Rotary Club. Uh, we're calling it the Rotary Community Network. Is that the correct uh, term? It's KRCN, Karingai Rotary Network. Okay, Karingai Rotary Network. Um, Community Network. Community Network. So where, yeah. where, where did the idea come from, Greg? And why was this, do you think, necessary? Well, I looked at the, the, for years, the club has struggled to add members. And I knew that there were other clubs that were succeeding, mainly because of the, um, the uh, training we got for in 2020. Uh, the District Assembly, uh, introduced to Mark Huddleston's book, The Creatures of Habit, which started the thought process. And uh, met a, somehow, I think from that, found a club in England called Maidenhead Bridge Rotary Club, which is an outstanding club. And that's that's the model. If we could achieve that, that would be Nirvana. But... Uh, Carol O'Shea's membership voice, in, which comes out of Western Australia, has some very good information in it. And I was concerned that the club was uh, was not attracting new members. We're still doing good work, 
a lot of good work, but finding it hard to fill offices and needing younger members. And I knew from that, coming out of that uh, 2020 session, that there was a district in northern New South Wales, southern Queensland, that was singularly good at forming new type Rotary Clubs and attracting new members. So I knew there had to be a, a reason, a, a, a way to do it. And I was also concerned that we didn't want to just upend the existing club and say to the members who'd been there for years, look, this isn't the way to do Rotary anymore. We need to provide for those members who wish to continue uh, operating as they always have. And we also needed to find a model that attracted a younger group. And so we set out to find the, the aim was to find people in their 30s and 40s. And that's not how it's worked out. But we have a club now an average age of 54. And I can talk about the membership shortly. But the, um, the point was to find something that attracted people who were active and prepared to, to do things. And what we found from looking at these other clubs is that people are not necessarily attracted now to a, to coming once a week to pay for a meal and sit and listen to a speaker who may or may not be interesting. But people were willing to volunteer if they, would, they felt they were doing something and achieving something. And so that's what we've set out to, to, to do. And as a consequence, we meet twice a month once online for about an hour and once on a project doing something and so it's it's worked uh, well we've attracted people through initially uh, some uh, facebook activity uh, with some posters around the uh, west pimble shopping center as it happened because we had a presence there anyway uh, to um, uh, we invited people with those posters to an information night, which was held in November last year. And we had a reasonable attendance at that. But it, it's uh, it's taken a little while to get, it, uh, get people to uh, understand what we were doing, come on board. But I met uh, a fellow who was really enthusiastic. He was a man who has uh, a lot of has a lot of um, energy, huge amount of energy, and and some time to put in. And he, I introduced him to the Rotary International website, which has an enormous amount of information, and the website of the Rotary Club of Maidenhead Bridge, which is outside London. He got it. He understood what Rotary was about, and he could see that Rotary was doing great work and had the potential to do great work locally. So we set about talking to people. So largely through word of mouth, we've attracted people. And we now, we were launched by the district governor on the 24th of May this year. We now have, uh, well, that night, she admitted to membership eight new members. I can't remember. Um, it's been a while since we had eight, eight members in a whole year. Eight members on one night felt pretty good. So, oh, Greg, let me stop so you there. The, um, that launch event, hosted on 24th of May, attended by the district governor with eight new members, was that um, held within the premises where your Karingai Rotary Club normally meets or somewhere else? 
No, it was somewhere else. It was at the at a, an RSL club, uh, and it was it was uh, attended by a number of members of Karingai Rotary, and also the uh, the regional membership officer from Rotary International. Right. We had then. Uh, so with, with those eight members and my wife and myself, we have ten members of the club. We also have significantly about fifteen people who. Over the course of time, the, the introduction meeting I met it in November and conversation since, we have members who've said, look, I, I really don't want to join and commit to, uh, to being there every month, uh, but I'm willing to help when there's something comes up. So keep me informed, tell me what you're doing, and if I can, I'll come and help. So there's about 10 or 15 people that come occasionally come to particular events because they're interested in a particular project or um, just because they want to help out. So are these new projects that the Karingai Rotary Club wasn't traditionally uh, supervising? For example, your Clark Road Public School gardening project, was that something that the new club took part in or yes. create new projects for people to support? Both. We have, oh. we, we have, before we were actually formed, uh, we had a number of members who came and helped with uh, two working bees at Clark Road School, which we tend to do once a term. So we had a couple of those and we had, uh, uh, and, and in terms of other traditional projects, we had a small number of people who helped out with the, uh, the Bobo. And we had a significant number who turned up a man to barbecue a couple of days after we were launched at uh, the Linfield Fun Run, which is a major fundraiser for the club and particularly for the Karingai Youth Development Service, kids. So that we have a mixture of the old and the new, if you like. But we are, uh, we've duplicated what we do at Clark Road by assisting Cromehurst School at Linfield. Cromehurst is also a school for intellectually handicapped children. It's um, so a mixture of both. Uh, the uh, interestingly, we've clocked up something over ninety hours of community service, uh, which for a club of ten uh, is not bad going over that period of time. Anyway, uh, welcome back to Rotary Matters. Um, as I said at the outset, we profile some of the causes and the projects and the people who make up Rotary. And today uh, we're talking with Greg Newling, the driver of the newly formed Karingai Rotary Community Network, as we delve into some of the projects that they support for people with a disability and another very interesting uh, project which uh, tackles um, pollution in a local creek. So this is Greg Newling. I was talking with him yesterday by Zoom. We also have a link uh, with the uh, Horrible Palsy Alliance, at, uh, which has an outlet at St Ives. They have a facility there where they, they provide particular services for some of their people. And uh, two of our members, the leader, uh, is uh, a, a volunteer there, as is one of the other uh, supporters of the club. And so we've, uh, we saw a need there for uh, a way to, we talked with the manager and one of the things they'd like to do is to thank their staff uh, 
for the extraordinary efforts they put in through the COVID period when they were having to work in uh, PPE and, and it was a very difficult time for many of the staff. And so we're planning to have a, a Sunday afternoon function uh, in probably October, to finalise the date, uh, to, to thank these people in a way that their employers can't, uh, but we can. So we'll have a have a function just to say thank you and well done to a group of people who've made extraordinary efforts to help those uh, people who really do need assistance with life. We've also got, we had a plan, we had a hope to uh, to install a, uh, a chicken coop. They asked us if we could put in a, a, a chook set, uh, if you like, uh, which would provide an interest and a, a small activity for some of the, the uh, clients. That's not possible because of the council planning laws and so on, so we, we will uh, not proceed with that. But we're looking for uh, something else we may be able to do to help them. And if anybody listening to this is aware of a community need, then uh, we'd love to hear from them so that we can consider what we can do to help. Okay, listeners, uh, we're talking with Greg Neerling here from Karinga Rotary Club. And towards the end of the program, I'll give you the contact details where you could uh, lodge an expression of interest in assisting this innovative um, work, this innovative form of Rotary, which we're discussing today, um, the Rotary Community Network. Uh, Greg, please continue um, in, in describing some of the things that uh, this new group is planning to do. One of the other major focus we have at the moment is a new program which we're calling, at the moment, we're calling Dr Creek. Uh, that's not necessarily the final name, but we have in our membership an expert in water. In fact, uh, Dr Davison was uh, declared by the Australian Water Association to be in, 19, in 2021, she was awarded the Water Professional of the Year Award. This covers the whole of Australia and is a very significant award. What we're looking to do is to clean up a local creek, but not just to clean it up, to involve the local community so that we can get the creek to a better state and then we can move on and do hopefully the same thing somewhere else. But establish, before we move on, establish a group of people in the community, who, many of whom may not have even met their local creek, um, who want to take a responsibility for maintaining it. You know, there are, for example, some beautiful creeks around our area in Karingai and in Hornsby, uh, who, which have great potential. So um, using Annette's contacts with, uh, with Sydney Water, we're establishing cooperation to uh, help with uh, the issues that involve them. So what and, the, Greg, what are the sort of issues that you could expect to find in a creek that um, your group might be able to resolve? Well, the, the simple obvious stuff is the dumping of rubbish. Rubbish. Uh, yeah, the other is, is pollutants that run off. Uh, some of those, sadly, are, are uh, Sydney water uh, issues, and they've been spending a lot of money to try and fix that. But uh, there are 
a number of potential, if you like, swimming holes. Not a, oh, yeah. Years ago, could be used as swimming holes. These days can't because they are polluted one way or another. So we need to find out where the pollution comes from and to hook into existing council and other programs to, to see what we can do to help, whether it's promoting it, whether it's contacting people responsible to see if they can get something done about it, uh, the list goes on. At the moment, the, uh, the concept is still being developed, but we're uh, looking at uh, probably starting with uh, the Rocky Creek, which happens to be in uh, uh, St. Ives area. Uh, that's one of many. I mean, you could start on a whole lot of creeks, but that one happens to be convenient for a number of reasons. And uh, so we'll be looking at that to develop the, the concept and get it going. This is a what we're talking about here, of course, is a long term, you know, years long program and uh, looking at setting up something which will continue, hopefully, forever into the future. So there, that's our other. So if you like, at the moment, we have almost two, two, two streams, pardon the pun, the um, creek idea and the the disability support uh, area, which are the two areas that came out of that initial meeting back in November when we asked people what their concerns were. So that we're actively looking to uh, to serve the community. So the upshot of it all is that we have demonstrated that there are people in the community who are keen to volunteer, provided they can feel that their volunteering is actually uh, doing something if you like, continuously. That's not to in any way criticise what Kuringai Rotary has done. I've been a proud member of Kuringai Rotary for over 20 years and the club has achieved and continues to achieve uh, a great deal. But people say, oh, well, nobody wants to volunteer these days. Well, that's, that's not true. People will volunteer if you can provide them with a way of volunteering that they see as significant. They see that their their effort is, is bearing immediate fruit, if you like. So that um, we have looked at what other clubs have done, but, you know, it's not just about a satellite club. The idea with the, having this this club was that if, uh, if it came to pass that um, Karingai needed to do do less because its members were less able over time, then there'd be a workforce there to continue the good work that it's doing. So if somebody wants to but, take part, Craig, and mm. support some, either of these initiatives, do they have to become a member of the Karingai Rotary Club to do this? Well, we hope they'll become Rotarians. They'll become members of the Karingai Rotary Community Network. Technically, because of the way Rotary works internationally, we are members, still members on the on the roll, if you like, of Karingai Rotary. But we are independent. We have our own uh, president, like technically called a chair, our own secretary and treasurer, and our own budget. And we're self-governing, but the... Uh, Kuringai board can provide uh, oversight and advice if it's uh, if it's necessary, so that we are able to operate independently. We can assist with work with the senior club as we happily do. Continue to uh, to grow. So you have your own governance structure, but yes, but we... it's also, if you like, a, a, an, an arm of 
the main Karengai Rotary Club, the traditional Rotary Club. Yes, that's 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 correct. But okay. we don't meet uh, with them. In fact, one of Rotary International's rules is that a satellite club cannot meet at the same time and place as the sponsoring club, oh, okay. so that we are separate. Mm -hmm. If people are interested in in this idea, they don't have to have a satellite club. It could well be that they choose to establish a separate Rotary Club, as has happened up in the district that I said spans the north coast of New South Wales, south coast of Queensland. Those clubs are not, uh, I think they have a satellite club or two, but they have eight or nine new clubs in the last couple of years that are specific uh, to a particular purpose or to a particular building, but they are all meeting uh, in a much less formal way than a traditional Rotary Club. Well, I, I congratulate you on your um, enterprise and initiative here, Greg. Uh, I think you're, um, you've, you're addressing a need in the community, a need to serve, to um, provide service above self, which is the core uh, Rotary motto, but without mm. structure and, and constrictions, if you like, of the traditional Rotary Club, which would meet weekly and for a meal and maybe have a guest speaker. This is a, a reflection of the, the changing demographics and changing preference of people to be involved and to be supportive, but without necessarily uh, fronting up every Tuesday night um, at, the, at the club for a meal. Uh, a terrific initiative. Thank you. It's, uh, it's certainly, we, we've found a number of people who are keen to to do something. And as I said, there are some people who say, look, I, I don't want to come every month, mm. but I'm willing to help when you need me. And so we've had, uh, I think at Chromehurst, we had, I think, nine, eight or nine people on the ground, um, uh, half of whom were not members, but were in that second supporters group. Uh -huh. uh, and that's that's not unusual for for us. Uh, we we did the um, the same thing happened at the uh, the barbecue at uh, the fun run where we uh, staffed the barbecue, and we had uh, a number of people there who were not members but were volunteers, and they wear a distinctive apron which says KRCN volunteer, whereas uh -huh. the members have a have the the club logo on their their apron and it's it's a good way of getting people to uh, get a feel for what it is to to do something in the community so that's uh, greg newling there's more to come from greg a little later on in the show uh, the program you're listening to is rotary matters my name is ian stewart and the radio station the community radio station is triple h 100.1 fm jerry interviewing greg newling who is the driver behind the Karingai Rotary Community Network. Uh, we've been learning about what they do, how they got formed, and um, the advantages of this uh, structure and the appeal for people who don't necessarily want to join um, full, as a traditional Rotary Club member, but nonetheless uh, seek to provide some service um, to their community. So um, this is Greg Newling and Ian Stewart, that's me, by Zoom yesterday. Uh, a terrific initiative. Thank you. It's uh, it's certainly, we, we've found a number of people who are keen to to do something. And as I said, there are some people who say, look, I, I, I don't want to come every month, mm. but I'm willing to help when you need me. And so we've had 
uh, I think at Chromehurst we had, I think, nine, eight or nine people on the ground, um, uh, half of whom were not members but were in that second supporters group. Uh -huh. uh, and that's that's not unusual for for us. Uh, we we did the um, the same thing happened at the uh, the barbecue at uh, the fun run where we uh, staffed the barbecue, and we had uh, a number of people there who were not members but were volunteers, and they wear a distinctive apron which says KRCN volunteer, whereas uh -huh. the members have a have the the club logo on their their apron, and it's it's a good way of getting people to. Uh, get a feel for what it is to to do something in the community so it's uh, it's helping too for people who are time poor uh, which is the focus of of this we, we we've recognized there are a lot of people who are willing to do do something but these days uh, their time is taken up in different ways to what uh, was the case 30 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, when I joined Rotary. And so they, we're looking at uh, the interesting thing is that we brought the <laughs> the average age of the club is 54. Right. The other, uh, which is considerably younger than the average age of uh, a, a number of Rotary clubs uh, around the uh, around the district. Right. right. Uh, it's also significant that exactly 50% of the members are women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, which is, again, a much higher percentage than most uh, normal, you know, traditional Rotary clubs. So, Greg, I imagine other clubs hearing about what you're doing might be interested in uh, doing something along the same lines. Do you have any advice for any other Rotary clubs contemplating this this kind of move? Well, <laughs> Call us and talk to us, and we'll tell you about our experience. Okay. Happy to happy to share that. Uh, we have uh, uh, the key to the whole thing is having somebody who's willing to get behind it and drive it. I, uh, somebody who's willing to to take the leadership role and to uh, keep it all rolling. And we, we're lucky. We have uh, Alec Taylor, who is very. Uh, very energetic and very committed, and understands what uh, what Rotary is about. Uh, we've had uh, it's taken a long time because we had somebody who was in that position, but then had to to pull out for for various family reasons, and uh, it took a while to find somebody who was willing to take on that uh, that role. Joy, my wife and I have have joined the the. Uh, Karingai Rotary Community Network, uh, because we we have between us about uh, 30, 30 plus years of Rotary experience, and the others uh, are not have no Rotary experience apart from one member who uh, had a few years in another club, but that was some years ago, and he became too busy. He has his own business. He's the most um, wonderful. Uh, uh, promotions business fully promoted as his as his company, and he produced our our club um, uh, polo shirts and caps. And at the end of it, he said, uh, "Send me a membership certificate, a membership form." So so he joined, yeah. uh, and he's uh, 
but the rest of us, uh, the rest of the members have no rotary experience at all. Uh, very little, if any, rotary knowledge. Some might have had a grandfather in rotary, but that goes back a long way. And uh, so that we're able to uh, uh, develop this as we go along. We're, we're trying to uh, help people understand what rotary does, and, and we're finding that it's quite amazing when you talk to people just how little uh, people in the general community understand uh, what Rotary has achieved and is achieving today. So we're uh, we're pleased with uh, with the way it's going. We're very happy to have uh, inquiries from anybody who wants to join, uh, wants to think about it, and get information. And from other Rotary clubs, I've already had one club uh, call me and they uh, were interested in talking about this. And I'm hoping to have coffee with them next week uh, to uh, to see what we can do. So, Greg Newling, um, thank you very much indeed for explaining this very creative and innovative aspect of providing service above self. As I said, congratulations to you. Good to know that other people are sniffing around and uh, picking your brain. If anybody listening to this program wants to find out a little bit more, uh, do you have what's the best way for them to to do that? Well, I'm quite happy for people to call me if you want my phone number. You happy to give that out? Give that out. Yes. Yes. There? Quite happy. Zero four zero eight. Yep. Double one six. Yes. Six nine seven. Okay. That, so the, that's so. Uh, Greg's number. Good. Yeah, that's my number. I'll give you an email address if you. It will be K R C N at Guy Rotary. All one word. Uh, yes, Karingai Rotary, all one word. Karingai Rotary dot org dot au. That's what I wanted to check. Okay, so good. It's uh, yeah, K R C N at Karingai Rotary dot org dot au. That'll be directed uh, two ways. One, it'll come to me, and it will go also to Alex Taylor, who is the the chair of the network community network. Excellent. Well, great. Thank you very much indeed for your time today. And listeners, you now know how to find out more. I hope you've been inspired as I have by learning about this new approach to serving the community. Uh, Greg, very best wishes to you and thanks. Thanks, Ian. It's been a pleasure.